0: Hello, and welcome to Care Talk, where we answer your health care questions. Uh, today is a special day because this week is the 12th anniversary of the Affordable Care Act. So we'll be talking more about that as well as answering your usual questions. Uh, and one of the reasons why this anniversary is so special for me is because I'm a cancer survivor, and the Affordable Care Act saved my life. About five years ago, uh, I was diagnosed with stage four cancer, Hodgkin's lymphoma, and the care that I was able to get through the ACA is how I'm here today. I'm self-employed and my insurance before the ACA was junk insurance. If I still had that junk insurance today, I would be bankrupt or dead. And I'm just one of many, many people that are surviving and thriving thanks to the Affordable Care Act, and over the last several years. Uh, and here with us today is Zoid from Health Sherpa to answer some of your healthcare questions. And also, Zoid, how has the ACA affected your life?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm a I'm a bit younger. So, um, before the ACA, um, I kind of when I was thinking about my future, um, was, was very concerned about getting a job after college, um, so that, you know, I could have insurance, but because of the ACA, I was able to stay on my dad's insurance until I was 26. Mm -hmm. Um, he had very good employer insurance and it was because of that insurance that I was then able, um, to take care of a lot of healthcare needs. I had post-graduation, I, um, a lot of mental health needs as well as, um, uh, hormone replacement therapy and surgeries related to being trans. Um, So really, you know, it was indirectly influenced by the ACA, but because of the ACA, I was um, able to access a lot of healthcare. I wouldn't have been able to um, if that law hadn't been passed. Um, And now it also provides me um, a job and an opportunity to educate other people. Um, prior to the pandemic, I was working in environmental education, um, which I, I miss working in that, but I also um, am very satisfied um, talking about health policy with folks. Um, it's funny, we used to talk about um, when I worked at a zoo that in an ideal world zoos wouldn't need to exist, that we'd be out of the job because you know the animals would be able to live out in the wild. Um, And I feel very similarly about my work here, you know, in an ideal world, I wouldn't need to educate people about all the ins and outs of health policy and insurance, um, because we could all just get health care. Um, So that is that is the future that I am working toward.
0: Great. And we'll be talking more about the ACA anniversary later with our special guest. Uh, Our first question from viewer is from Terry. Uh, I need to know how much is deducted out for a single woman for Medicare. I can't find my notice and my check is direct deposited. Uh, Diane from Social Security Works and Just Care. Uh, What do you have to say to Terry? I
2: have this to say to Terry, uh, premium this year is a whopping $170.10 a month. And so if you have income that's under $91,000 a year, um, you probably are getting that re- re- taken out of your socials. If your income is above $91,000 a year, then you're even going to be paying a higher premium. Uh, it just goes up and up and up um, the uh, the premium is super high for people with incomes over half a million dollars, people. Um, but also low, if your annual income is under about 18000 you might call it a savings program or for Medicare. Uh, so you're in that zone between the 18000 and the 91000 and that's the $170.10 a month that's deducted. But if your income is low, you should look into Kate um, to see if maybe you can have.
0: Thanks, Diane. Uh, And Zoid, can you tell us more about the special enrollment period going on right now for the Affordable Care Act?
1: Absolutely. Um, So CMS will be making um, an announcement very shortly if they have not started already, but um, the um, special enrollment period for folks who make are who are at or below 150% of the federal poverty level, which uh, forgive me, I have to look up those numbers again. Um, But for folks who have those incomes, so it would be um, about 20,000 and under for a household size of one, um, about 41,000 and under for a household size of four. Um, They are now eligible for a monthly special enrollment period Um, so if your income falls in that bracket and you're otherwise eligible for the tax credit, which, um, you know, there's a lot of different things that go into that, but generally, if you're not offered insurance through your job, you're not, um, able to get Medicaid, um, then you're likely eligible for a tax credit. Um, and so those folks will be able to enroll monthly. And the kind of reasoning behind this is that because of the, um, enhanced subsidies from the American Rescue Plan that passed last year, folks in that income bracket can get a free silver plan. Um, so, you know, folks may not realize that they are eligible for this insurance at all, or don't realize that they're eligible for a free silver plan. So now they have a monthly opportunity to learn about that and enroll in insurance. Um, and notably, those subsidies from the the American Rescue Plan are ending at the end of this year unless Congress makes action to extend them. Um, and so this special enrollment period is only going to go th- for this year unless those subsidies are extended. Um, so we are all really looking towards Congress and looking to see what the plan is there. We know there's you know some momentum behind getting those subsidies extended and thus then extending the special enrollment period so more people can get those free silver plans that could be very beneficial. Um, And so certainly keep an eye out for that. Uh, Yeah, we we are hoping Congress will make um, some action soon.
0: Thanks, Zoid. So uh, just to sum that up, if you have a low income, you should go to healthcare.gov now to enroll in health insurance if you don't already have it. Because even though open enrollment is over for most people, if you're low income, you may qualify uh, to be able to enroll today. And our next question is from Jim. Uh, If you start receiving Social Security at your full retirement age, but are still working for a large employer, do you automatically have to take Medicare Part A? Diane? Uh, Good question. Uh, The answer is you do not have to take Medicare
2: Part A uh, until you sign up for Medicare Part B. Um, Medicare Part A is free, so there's not a whole lot of reason not to sign up for it. If you're working for a large employer, then Medicare Part A might fill some of the gaps in your primary coverage, which you would continue to have through your large employer. Um, one question I do have for you, though, is whether um, you considered signing up for Social Security later. Uh, if you are still working, you can wait up to five years um, to, to your 70 for Social Security, which would give you a larger Social Security benefit. But you can, as I said, wait to sign up for Medicare Part A, but there's generally no reason to do so since it is free because you have paid it
0: for. Okay, and you need to sign up for Medicare when you turn 65 and you then waive it if you have employer coverage, right? Because if you don't sign up when you turn 65, there's penalties to sign up later.
2: Actually, it's slightly trickier than that. If you turn 65 and you or your partner are actively worked for an employer with 20 or more employees and you are getting your insurance through that employer, then you do not have to sign up for Met 65. You must be actively working or your partner must be actively working and the employer must have at least 20 employees otherwise you must sign up at 65 but if that is the case and you're working for an employer with more than 20 or more uh employees then um you can sign up you have up to eight months after um you you're job coverage.
0: Okay, well, it sounds like if you're still working, one of the first things you should do is check in with your HR department and make sure that you are all set for health care.
2: Yes. However, I would say there that often the HR departments are confused. So check in with them to confirm that you are covered through your employer. But even if they say you are, you want to make sure that that employer has at least 20 employees and you want to confirm with either your state health insurance assistance program, which will give you free information or through calling Medicare directly, because there is so much confusion on this end. And just to your point, I think there's something like 750,000 who are paying a premium penalty for late enrollment because they misunderstood when they needed to sign up.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of Medicare and costs, uh, I heard that the Medicare monthly premiums might be dropping later this year. uh Can you tell us more about that, Diane? Yes, so they may be dropped when they were calculated for this year.
2: uh The calculation included the cost of the alzheimer's drug, aduhelm, which is or was prohibitively expensed $1,000, I believe, for a course of treatment. And at that time, it wasn't clear that Medicare was going to take a restrictive view of when it would cover that drug. And so, because it was so expensive, it hiked up the Medicare premium by a full $11, just that now um, the final cover drug has not, been, but if it is a restricted decision, and because Biogen now has reduced the cost of the drug, I believe the government has the ability to reduce the Medicare by as much as $11. Um, we don't know yet whether it will, but my bet is it will, because I think it would be a very welcome benefit for people. And at this point, um, the administration is looking to make older people and people with disabilities who have Medicare
0: happy with uh, their acts. And speaking of the administration and the Affordable Care Act, I'm pleased to welcome our special guest, Anne Shoop from Protect Our Care, to talk more about the ACA anniversary, uh, what's happening now in healthcare, and what could be happening in the future.
3: Hi, yeah, thank you so much for having me today. Uh, we're really excited. We always uh, look forward to this time of year. This Wednesday is the anniversary of the Affordable Care Act. This will be amazingly twelve years that this law has been in existence, um, and you know it was a hard-fought battle, and it has been all along the way to keep it in place and to keep the protections that we fought so hard for in place. So you know we look forward to this time every year because we think it's really important to protect the law, to expand on it. And so this is a really good time to remind people of what the law does and and why we need to to keep protecting it. Um you know so we'll be doing our at protect our care we'll be doing our normal events and videos DC and all across the country uh, to try to raise awareness for it and lift up our amazing storytellers that we work with, including Laura, um, because it's really through their advocacy and through their stories that we were able to protect the Affordable Care Act in the first place. But um, yeah, 12 long years ago, thanks to the ACA, we have 30 million Americans have healthcare coverage through the marketplace and through um, Medicaid expansion. And last year, we talked about it some already today, but the um, President Biden signed the American Rescue Plan into law, which builds on the strong foundation of the Affordable Care Act by lowering premiums for middle-class and working-class families, and it also expands coverage to people who were previously uninsured and increases access to essential health services like maternity care. So, you know, a lot of people don't know about all the amazing things that um, that were built onto the ACA through the American Rescue Plan, a little over a year ago. Um, so, you know, the the ACA we there was there was ton of uh, efforts to repeal and sabotage. I think there were over a hundred votes by Republicans in Congress to try to. Water it down or repeal it completely. Um, you know, so there were some hard-fought battles. But let, let's remember what we—the protections that we have, um, protections for 135 million Americans with pre-existing conditions, uh, which is huge. I think that everybody either has a pre-existing condition themselves um, or knows somebody that has one, and it just really helps give a lot of peace of mind to people. Um, I know myself; I have asthma. And while it's something that is not very serious for me, I can manage it every day. If something were to happen um, or if I had a complication due to it, it's just it's just that peace of mind that's there um, that, you know, you, you'll be able to get the coverage you need for the uh, for whatever care you need when you need it. Um, Nineteen million people are now covered thanks to Medicaid expansion. Three point two million Americans have health care coverage for less than ten dollars per month. Um, 83 million Americans have coverage through Medicaid and CHIP. And, you know, as we talked about before, children can stay on their parents' insurance. Um, insurance companies are not allowed to charge women more than men. Um, there was support for rural hospitals, uh, and this was a really important one for a lot of our storytellers. Um, you, the insurance companies were banned from having annual and lifetime caps on coverage because a lot of the people that we work with, you know, have maybe children with complex medical needs, um, and they, you know, could have blown through their lifetime caps and coverage, uh, when they were quite, quite young, um. And, you know, so we have all of these wonderful things that we we have the Affordable Care Act. And, you know, having worked in politics for a while now, it is really incredible to me to think back to where it was. And this issue was so politicized. And like I said, there were so many efforts to repeal. There were Supreme Court cases um, that were brought and uh, and just sabotage all along the way. So it's incredible to see the law now. Um, It's extremely it's. It, the popularity is way different than it was because it was so politicized before. So that's wonderful to see because I think it's a really a mix of people. Um, it's a part, the, the Affordable Care Act is woven into our lives now. We all depend on it and um, you know benefit from the protections, but also from the efforts to repeal, especially after President Trump was elected and there was a real threat that the Affordable Care Act would would uh, would be completely repealed um, you know the efforts by activists to to show why it was so necessary um, you know often the case that Laura said that you know you wouldn 't be alive today without the Affordable Care Act, so we heard so many stories and I think that really changed people's perceptions and they started to really see what the pieces of the law were and that maybe all the hype wasn 't such a big deal and these these pieces are actually important um, but of course, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of sabotage, so there's still more work to be done. Uh, there are states that did not expand Medicaid, so there's still a fight to be had there. Um, the wonderful uh, tax subsidies that were expanded as part of the American Rescue plan that allowed so many families to get care, um, really, really affordable care, cut their uh, premiums what they were paying. Um, those are only temporary. And so we were hoping to make those permanent. So I think, you know, really tackling um, the folks that fall into the Medicaid gap, and then uh, because their governor or their Republican governor or the Republican uh, legislature will not expand Medicaid, um, really helping those folks who fall into that gap, get coverage and addressing that and then also making those um, tax Credits that were in the um, American Rescue Plan permanent, I think, will uh, go a long way to helping us really um, fully realize what the Affordable Care Act could be. Because of course there were a lot of compromises on along the way. Um, it was chipped away out a little bit with these court cases and, um, and different attacks. But you know, one interesting thing that we're looking at this year um, during this 12th anniversary and looking back and reflecting is that this is really the first year where there hasn't been a major attack um, currently threatening the um, Affordable Care Act. Now, of course, like for example, Senator Ron Johnson said that he, um, that if Republicans uh, take over again, that that would be on the table, um, so it's you know it's always on the back of our minds to protect their care. But you know there isn't an active Supreme Court case or efforts in Congress to try to repeal it. And and on top of that, there's also an administration that is is administering it in good faith and really um, you know talked about that earlier the um, the open enrollments, really pushing those and trying to explain to people that they can. Often get coverage for ten dollars a month. Really great plans. So really pushing that plus the tax subsidies. So you know this is the really the first time that an administration is pushing it, is improving on it, um, and administering in good faith. While we um, also don't have the same effort to repeal it um, and attack it. So uh, we've really seen what it was able to do for us during this pandemic. Um, you know, it it came at a time of great struggle for our country and it was really there as a lifeline to help people who were uh you know struggling in the pandemic, who may have lost jobs, um and had changes in life, that had to take care of family members, they may have gotten sick. So, you know, it it's they might may ha- now have pre existing conditions. So we can really see how the ACA um can work and should work. And if we keep building on it and improving it, then it really can be, um, you know, continue to be a lifeline for us moving forward. So that's what we're um, trying to do at Protect Our Care. And we really want to work to, you know, improve on the ACA, but also remind and reflect on how much work we've done to to protect it and, and to give everybody the care they need. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as somebody uh, that uh, bought insurance in the time before the Affordable Care Act, I just want to make sure that people know that back then insurance companies could deny you for any reason at all, and so I had a junk policy that had limits on the coverage. And I read afterwards about a cancer survivor that sued because they refused to cover her breast cancer, and that could have been me. Uh, they could have found a reason to get rid of my policy once I got sick because I didn't detail my childhood acne or I broke my arm. Or you know, they would have found a reason, and that's called. Recision, they they're not able to do that anymore thanks to the affordable care act but they would you know send their teams of lawyers uh, looking at anybody's policy if they develop something expensive and figure out reasons to cancel it. And if if they did cover my care or your care or, or anybody's care, they could choose not to renew you. And once you have a pre-existing condition, once you have a chronic illness or you survive a heart attack, a car accident, a cancer, uh, they could choose not to cover you in the future. And so there was this sizable, of- number of people in America, millions, that couldn't get insurance, period, because insurance companies were legally allowed to discriminate and only choose uh, the healthiest possible people. Uh, so one of the things the ACA did besides establishing um Various things that your insurance policy had to cover, so that it wouldn't just be insurance and name only, but also it, it made a level playing field, so that insurance companies had to cover everybody, regardless of your current medical condition. Uh, do you want to talk, Anna, a little bit about uh, what those um, uh, medical benefits are that are included in every ACA policy? Um, <laughs> Laura,
3: you probably actually know better than me, but I think you bring up, and you know, a really important point um on these junk plans which is something we were really tracking especially you know even well into the um the trump administration but i i think that you know when you talk about protecting pre-existing conditions like you were saying it's you know it's something that i think a lot of people who were opposed to the aca started to um you know they they started to realize how important this was, and that people weren't going to be okay with having their pre existing conditions protections taken away. But it really, you know, became clear that when they were giving lip service to it, they weren't exactly um, uh, y- like pr- doing everything that you need to protect people with pre existing conditions. So, you know, you ha- really have to be careful and take a look if a bill. That's being put forth by a member of Congress purports to protect pre-existing conditions similar to the ACA. Then is it? You have to look at it and say, is it actually doing that? Um, will they give you coverage, but not protect, but not actually cover um, the the thing, the one thing that is wrong with you? Um, you know, will they? Uh, you know, let, like like. <laughs> Will you get coverage for that thing? Because there, there's, it's about giving people coverage. You can say they're covering you, but they might not necessarily cover your condition that um, that is is the thing that you know would be <laughs> the thing that you need covered. So you really have to look at it and say, like, how much would this really impact people? What does it ban? The lifetime caps and the yearly caps that. Um, I talked about before, because, you know, if you have a really complex issue that is, you know, that you might uh, be spending a lot of money on over the course of your life or even a year, well, if it it doesn't ban lifetime caps, then are you, you know, are you still going to be able to get the coverage that you need? So, you know, with all of this, and we were working really hard on trying to get prescription drugs, uh, uh, legislation provisions passed through Congress and you know what we say all the time and and Laura said I've heard you say this during your advocacy you know it doesn't it doesn't matter if we have like this great healthcare system where we have all these wonderful drugs if people can't afford it if people can't have access to it then it then it doesn't matter then it's not there to help them so it it's really about making sure it's there when they need it so I would definitely with the things like junk plans you know it's very confusing Um, And that's why the ACA is there to protect you as a consumer and as a patient, because these people thought that they had okay insurance that was going to be there when they needed it. And it turns out that, you know, it wasn't. Um, And uh, and oftentimes they would be doing a Google hit and, you know, it would take them to these plans that they thought were okay, um, just on a basic Google search. Actually, Senator Casey's team did a lot of research on this. Um, it would take them you know they would google something that they thought was aca compliant and then it would it take them to a website where it wasn't so there's you know healthcare is very confusing you know i i work in healthcare i still could probably ask some a lot of questions on this call about my own coverage um you know so uh it's they it really took advantage of people and um and their you know ability to to wade their way through the system and find care that they need. And um, it's the really the last thing that we need whenever we're sick and you're dealing with doctors and you're dealing with your health is to try to wade through all of this. So it's really wonderful that the ACA um, is there to protect us. And, you know, the, the efforts that were put in to try to expand these junk plans um, even more uh, that skirted the ACA, um, you know, we really tried to To cut that back so it's 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 good that that those are being
0: um put back out there Mm -hmm. and zoid do you want to talk a little bit about what makes aca coverage so is so much better than junk plans like what what are the things that the aca covers for everyone
1: sure um so the 10 essential health benefits are the benefits that all um aca compliant plans are required to cover Um, So I won't won't go into too much detail about these, um, but you can find the list on healthcare.gov. But this is, you know, preventive and wellness services, including chronic disease management, emergency services, hospitalization, um, outpatient care, mental health and substance use disorder services. That's a, a big one. People often are under the impression that um, their health insurance doesn't cover mental health. If it is a ACA compliant plan, it does. Um, prescription drugs, um, re- rehabilita- rehabilitative services, as well as laboratory services. And then they're also required to cover um, pediatric, um, dental, and vision services. Um, and to add on to some of what Anne was saying, the um, it's actually really interesting, you know, trying to find ACA compliant plans and um, not being able to find those when you Google search. This is actually something that health Sherpa worked with Google and some other stakeholders on, um, so that now when you are looking for health insurance, um, either when you're on Google, either healthcare.gov or your state-based marketplace, depending on where you are, um, should be the first search that comes up. And this is something that was a big effort with a lot of people involved um, to make sure that that happens so that everyone is um, finding the, the, a good ACA compliant insurance.
0: Okay, and also uh, the Affordable Care Act doesn't just affect people that get insurance directly through the Affordable Care Act. It's provided protections and expansions for everybody. Uh, and do you want to talk about what it's meant for people who have insurance through their employer? Yeah. So um,
3: a lot of the protections and benefits that I was referencing before, like I, I think that you know people. Think well. The ACA doesn't affect me because I, you know, I get my coverage through my employer. Um, I don't get my coverage through the exchanges. But really, a lot of the protections, you know, like banning caps and charging men more than women, um, and allowing children to stay on their adults uh, on on their parents' plan, um, you know, it, protecting preexisting conditions, and um, you know, a lot of that stuff it is a lot of the protections apply to everyone and not just um, the people on the exchanges. So you may have some benefits um, for yourself that uh, that um, you may not have recognized where they came from, um, but they are part of the ACA. And it's such a big, um, it's such a big bill. And really like, you know, I'm, uh there, there are folks on my team who are such experts in it, they, they helped write it, that even during the Trump administration, when they were like trying to do small things on the margins, like with uh, kidney dialysis and things like that, um, it was all within the framework of that they were, you know, using innovation centers and different things that are in the Affordable Care Act. So they were talking about building on these programs while at the same time, like trying to Work through the Supreme Court through the court system up into the Supreme Court to dismantle the the program. So I think there was a lot of disconnect there, um, and that you know the the perception of the Affordable Care Act has definitely changed over the years. People, um, it's 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 above water. People uh, uh, across the political spectrum um, have a much better opinion of it than they did before, and especially a much better opinion of the pieces of it. But I think that there's like a there's a lot of um, education to be done too about all of the great things that the Affordable Care Act does for people because I I don't think that they they know everything it does.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you everybody for watching. Uh, We all wish the Affordable Care Act a happy 12th birthday and hopefully many decades to come in which it will be expanded and we will keep uh, working to make healthcare affordable and available to every American. So thank you for watching Care Talk please call and text in your questions and we will answer them in a future show. Thanks.